Good morning, everybody. Man, what a great joy it is to greet you on this beautiful Lord's Day. Man, the sun is peeking out, and we are grateful for this Palm Sunday celebration. Come on, make some noise. Man, we appreciate you so much. To our streaming audience, I'm Dr. DZ Cofield. Welcome to the good old Missionary Baptist Church and to K-Hope, K-H-O-P-E Radio 103.3 on the FM dial. Man, we are grateful and thankful. We have those of you who are streaming. We have those who are listening by telephone. We have those who are in the parking lot as we're having drive-in church. You remember those old drive-in movie theaters? Well, that's what we're doing here at the Good Hope Church in celebration of Palm Sunday and then getting ready for Easter Sunday as well. The mission of the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church is to love God, love all people, and change the world in order to make disciples of Jesus Christ. That's our commitment, and I'm grateful to God even in the midst of this pandemic. We have an opportunity to display our faith, to show the world what our faith is really made of. And our faith is not displayed in whether or not we come out to church. Our faith is displayed as we are salt in light during these trying and difficult times. And I want to thank you for allowing us into your homes to encourage your spirit, to inspire your heart, to be all that God wants you to be. Man, our camera, we're going to show you some of these cars out here. Some folk backed up, got the back of the trucks up, man. We got windows down. Uh, I think next week we'll probably have some folk with lawn chairs on the back of their trucks. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, we thank you and bless you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to give you the glory and the honor in the midst of it all. And we pray now that our worship is acceptable in your sight. Wherever we are, as our voices are lifted up, we pray that our worship is acceptable to you. Now, God, may everything that we do and say bring glory and honor to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, everybody, if you can, clap your hands, stick your hands out your car, wave. Some of y'all got your sunroof up. Oh, Lord, have mercy. All right, all right. Come on, let's give God some glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Y'all ready to worship this morning? But we're not going to do that song, but come on. But if you're ready to worship, I'm going to follow direction. Honk your horn one time. Uh, we got to do math class. Praise the Lord. How many of you all know that God is great and greatly to be praised? He is our God. He's a sovereign and holy God, and we give him glory today. Come on, let's worship together. Water you turned into wine. Come on, say it. Water you turned into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. Open the eyes of the blind. No one. No one like you. None like you, say. None like you. Into the darkness you shine. Into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. Out of the ashes we rise. Not like you. Our God is great. 
Come on, one more time. Say, you're the name above all names. You're the name above all names. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our praise. And my heart will sing, yeah. Say that's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. You are a great God. You are a holy God. You are a mighty God. That's who you are. 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 together everybody say what a mighty god we serve what a mighty god we serve say what a mighty god we serve say what a mighty god we serve tap your hands everybody and give him praise amen hallelujah how many of you know that our god is Jehovah Jireh. He provides everything that we need. Amen. And even in this season, this didn't catch God by surprise. Even before the foundation of the world, God made provision for this moment for everybody. So in your car, if you're at home, wherever you are, just declare this. Say, I have everything I need. The great I am provides for me. Now, can you just offer him some words of worship now? Hallelujah. Thank you for your provision. Come on, sing. I have I have everything I need. 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 The great I am. The great I am. Provides for provides me. Provides for me. The great I am. The great I am. Provides for me. Provides for me. You are my strength. Come on, say it. You, you are, are my strength when I am weak. You are my strength, Lord. You are my strength when I am weak. You are my strength when I am weak. The great I am. The great I am. Everybody say this. The great I
All right. Well, it's fellowship time, so just stick out your arms, wave your hands at somebody. Amen. We still want to practice physical distance, but show somebody some love. Wait, wave to the folk on your right. Wave to the folk on your left. Amen. <laughs> All right. All right, we're gonna get the neighbors. We're gonna get the neighbors mad at us. We hunking our horns too much. Amen. Making it sound like New York City traffic jam. Amen. Well, we certainly are grateful and thankful for God allowing our moments, man, to roll on just a little while longer. Um, I want us to just bow our heads in a word of prayer. Um, you know, we are getting to the place in this disease and this pandemic where. If it hasn't happened already, uh, you are going to have some firsthand acquaintances and or family members or relatives, amen, that will be affected by this coronavirus and it's hit our church family. Um, some of you may have had the virus and didn't know you had it. Uh, I know a couple of us, I was talking to some of our members were sicker than they had ever been in their life back in November, December, January, yes, and didn't know what it was. Amen. Why are you blowing your horn? See, now you're going, you're, are you just saying amen? That's your amen? All right, that's your amen. All right. Praise God. I got to check and see what's going on. <laughs> it's, it's the new normal. You know what I mean? It's the new normal. But uh, some people were sick and have uh, recovered and those of you who were sick and have recovered and this was before we even acknowledged the presence of the coronavirus um, I want to encourage you to call your doctors and see if you can get tested for uh, the presence of the antibodies in your blood because you might be the key to somebody finding uh, healing in their own life or recovery um, I want you to keep Sister Betty Anthony. We're going to cover her in believing prayer. Uh, Sister Betty Anthony, along with her sister Brenda Bell, they went to Flint, Michigan, just north of Detroit. They went to visit some family members, came back, and within a day um, had contracted pneumonia. Seems like they caught it there. And went to the doctor and Betty was taken into the hospital. She is in ICU right now. We want to lift her in prayer. Uh, we want to lift uh, Mother Sarah Scarborough in prayer and her family. Um, this is not COVID related, but she uh, is in the hospital uh, as well. So much is going on uh, even beyond COVID-19. Still have the regular flu out there still have allergy seasons and colds and people with heart trouble and and all kinds of things diabetes and the like and so let's just let's just cover um, those family members that we know of who are sick and who are down but let's let's pray for all of those who are suffering I want us to also cover in prayer our first responders our frontline workers um, our, our heroes and and we're gonna have to expand that definition i know it covers all of those who are in the medical profession and who are working on the front lines but but i'm gonna tell you something it, it's dangerous working in a hospital 
but it's dangerous stocking those supermarket shelves as well. And people who are on duty, working, making sure the, the food uh, production lines are not severed, making sure we have groceries and the like in the stores. Um, you know, they haven't been wearing masks and I understand a young man that was working at one of our HEBs um, contracted the, the uh, COVID-19 and died. Uh, and he was a person who was stocking shelves and things like that. So you know, this thing is hitting uh, everybody in, in a very, very powerful way. So let's take this opportunity just to pray and lift those and cover those in believing prayer. Father, we thank you and we bless you for the opportunity to come to you in prayer, uh, to cover uh, those who are in need in believing prayer. Um, God, those who have been stricken with this COVID-19 virus, uh, we ask you, God, in the name of Jesus to intercede on their behalf. Uh, we pray that you would strengthen their bodies, um, specifically, God, that you would strengthen their lungs, that they will be able to recover, uh, allow the medicines that are tried and the medicines that are taken to have an even greater effect than expected to assist in the recovery of our brothers and sisters, not just in this country, but around the world. We pray, God, for protection for our uh, first responders on the medical field, uh, for our police officers and our fire fighters. God, we pray right now that you would protect them in the name of Jesus. Those who are working in supermarkets and delivery services, the postal service, the UPS, FedEx, and every delivery service company out there, those who are in contact with the public, uh, daycares that are open, providing child care for those essential workers that need it, uh, for our children who are home from school, from parents who are now being put in a position that they have to homeschool. God, for, for family members that were going through challenges before and being in close proximity has now uh, brought some of their problems to a head. God, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would bless, that you would intercede, that you would step in and do what only you can do. God, it has been this invisible enemy that has constricted us and restricted us and brought chaos into our lives. But God, we know that the invisible God can come in and do what no other power can do. And so we ask you to bless as only you can. We know that what you have not kept us from, you can keep us through. And so we ask you to bless now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank God. Just a couple of things I want to share with you to our church family, those who are streaming, those who are present here in the parking lot um, and listening on KHOPE 103.3 on the FM dial here on our parking lot. If you're close enough to listen, you're close enough to come to our church and worship today with us. Um, I'm excited about the opportunity that God is giving us to make a difference in the lives of men, women, boys, and girls. I want you to keep in prayer uh, a couple of items. One, uh, I want you to keep in prayer our outreach ministry under the direction of Pastor Mark Sloan. It has been absolutely tremendous. We have seen our food 
bank requests, food pantry requests go up. Um, there were weeks that we had 25 people served, 25 families, I should say, served. This past week, we served over 260 families just this past week. And we know the needs are great, and they're only going to go up. And we're praying that God will continue to make the provisions available so we can continue to touch lives of men and women, not just in our church family, but in our community as well. Also want you to keep in prayer the Barbara Jordan Child Development Center, our international preschool. Um, we are still open. We are serving the children of first responders and essential workers. And we're also finding ourselves helping out parents in their need for sanity, amen. So those parents who just need to get their children out of the house and need to do something with them, we're blessing them as well. And so we're grateful and thankful to the Lord. Um, if you need more information about that, those of you who are in the Houston metropolitan area, you can call 832-217-3300, 832-217-3300, or you can call the Good Hope Church, 713-524-6578 and get more information. We are in the midst of our holy season. Um, I want you to make sure that you download the Good Hope app. I am hope. Go to your app store or go to your Google store, wherever you get your apps. Download the app, I am hope, so you can keep in touch with and be notified of what's going on, including this week. We will have Holy Week services this week. We will have Holy Week devotionals this week, all this week. I'm going to start off on tomorrow night. And our preachers and pastors and staff will continue on. And then I want to thank Dr. Misha Birkins. She has done a tremendous job. Our children's ministry has been having virtual children's church. They had 60 children last week. Not sure how many they'll have this week. But they have also done their Easter program virtually. And they have sent in their recordings. Man, our kids have done a tremendous job. And so we're going to be sharing that. Lord says the same on Wednesday night along with a word of encouragement. That's when we normally do our children's program. And so we're going to do it on Wednesday night and it'll be streaming and it'll be shown. But I also want you to tune in and get a word of encouragement as well. And so we're grateful and thankful to the Lord for that. All right. Now, where are all my April birthdays? Make some noise if you're here. If your birthday's in April. Oh, Lord. Look, I, 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 is that Miss? Look at it. Got out of her car. I know. I hear you. Still going to keep your social distance. I got you. All right. All of you who have April birthdays and you're at home, make sure you stand on your feet. Ooh, yes. Well, we're singing happy. Happy.
<laughs> well, I hope and pray. Yeah, I hope and pray you have a happy birthday and have many, many more. We are so grateful and thankful. Listen, here's one of the things I want to remind you of. Make sure you take a picture. I've sent out several letters, and you can text your pictures, your family pictures, to the church. Matter of fact, if you got your family with you right now and you're out here in your car, man, take a picture of that as well. I'm just excited that we have an opportunity to use technology to touch lives and change lives. We got a report from our media team and our uh, AV team. We are literally touching people around the world. Our program has been watched in over 28 countries around the world. And so we are grateful that God is giving us an opportunity to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and the love around the world. Praise team is going to come. Boy, I don't know what we're going to do with this heat wave, y'all. I, I got to tell you all, so those of you who are watching, you know it has been hot in Houston. I mean, it's been 70. When I say hot, I mean warm. It's been 70, 80 degrees. Sun has been shining. I mean, it's been absolutely gorgeous. Cold front came through, and it was chilly this morning. I mean, for real. 8 o'clock, it was chilly. And... Uh, and we, we went on and had church, and the Lord blessed us in a powerful way. It's warmed up a little bit, man. We've picked up a whole nother three degrees, y'all. Three degrees, and the sun is out. Amen. Choir's going to give us an A and B selection. Okay. Give us an A and B, and we're going to worship the Lord together. Listen, if you're in your homes, I want you to stand up, sing, give God some praise. Remember, worship is never to be a spectator sport. It is participatory. And those of you who are in your cars, even if you listen open up your sunroof and wave your hand if you get out make sure you practice social distancing but let's give God some praise we didn't come out here just to look cute or look like a parking lot amen we came out here to give God some praise all right come on put your hands together praise team is going to come and minister in song don't forget our 148th anniversary got to remind you of that too man we've been celebrating our 148th anniversary we've had to do it in a different way but you can still give you can still celebrate with us and man we are excited about it. The ministry that we do, we're able to do because of your gifts, because of your donations. And we are now just serving in a different way, but we're still taking hope to the world and we're excited about it. All right. All right. Praise him. Come on and minister in song. Hallelujah. Come on. Talk your home one more time.
Somebody stick your head out of your window and just shout, Jesus! Jesus! Hallelujah. Hey, man, we celebrate Palm Sunday today, which is the day we commemorate Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And the people took palms off of the trees and they placed them on the road as he came in and they cried, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So let's sing together, everybody. Hosanna and... Oh 
I don't know about you, but I'm just uh, grateful today that we can come out and worship the Lord. Got some sun on our face. The songs of Zion being sung. Able to see some of the saints. Amen. Amen. Did you wave at your neighbor? Wave, wave at your neighbor on both sides just in case you picked up another neighbor. Wave at him. Amen. Let our praise be lifted up. Hallelujah. Let our king be lifted up. Yeah. Let's go to God in prayer. Speak to us now, O oh Lord, we pray. Speak to our souls today. For this is why we've come, dear Lord. We're ready for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Heaven and earth will pass, but God, your word will forever last. Lord, we are ready for your word. Father, we pray now that you'll bless our time in your word, that everything that we do and say will be pleasing in your sight, and we'll encourage your people to be better through all that we're going through. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, that mantra, the expression of our unalienable rights, as captured in the Declaration of Independence has become for us the code by which many live their lives. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, it undergirds the womb from which our country was given birth from, the spirit that runs through our veins. And we, while we want to live by that mantra, the truth of the matter is much of what we're going through today is because nobody wants to step on the toes of our individual pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, our president doesn't want to make too many demands. Um, he, he, he couches what should be a demand in the form of a suggestion. Uh, he doesn't want to overstep his Bounds, even though he is the president of these United States of America. He wants to respect a state's right to do what they want to do. And so one governor who just discovered that COVID-19 could be transmitted by those who are asymptomatic, that that same governor reportedly turned around and opened up the beaches in his state while neighboring states closed their beaches. And, and the federal government is not going to say anything because of this idea of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that, that no one has the right to step on your pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But the truth of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, this COVID-19 has taken us to a place that we've never been before. It has caused us to come to realize, if you haven't realized it already, 
that the things that you thought you could not live without, you are discovering that you're doing just fine without them. The things that you thought, oh my God, what is my life going to look like if I ever had to give that up? You're finding out that it's not near as bad as you thought it would be. But here's the question on the table. What really matters in life? What really counts in life? Uh, COVID-19 has caused us to remove the superfluous, those extremities, those superficial things in life to get down to what really matters, to get down to what really counts. And for me, I've had to ask myself this question and be reminded of what the answer needs to be. What, What is going to drive my life? Who is going to drive my life? Who is going to be on the throne of my life? You see, if you have been defining your self-worth by your net worth, then I got news for you. Your, your, your mental well-being has taken a hit, has taken a blow as the stock market has gone up and down. You, you have been in a place of constant anxiety and stress and turmoil when the unemployment rate goes up and you're one of the number. But, but somewhere along the line, God wants to strip you of everything you thought you needed to get you to the place where you recognize that the one you need more than any other is him. Today, following the Christian calendar and the celebration of Palm Sunday, I want to talk today from the thought, how to make Jesus your king. How to make Jesus your king. Now, for some of you who know the Lord, you might be saying, well, that message is not really appropriate for me, uh, pastor, because I know the Lord. Well, I submit to you today that you can know him and him still not be your king. I submit to you that he can be a resident, but not necessarily your president. I submit to you today that he can be around you, but he's still not in charge of you. And for those of you who need him today, I submit to you that there are some things that you have been trying to place on the throne of your life that if you're not careful, God or COVID-19 will show you have no place on the throne of your life. If you have your outlines, you can read along with us. For those of you who have your phones and your apps you can download the app and download the outline and find it there and you can fill in the blank as you go and print it out when you get to your respective places of rest it's at this point in his earthly sojourn 33 years in that jesus is now entering his last week on earth He has been ministering in and around Galilee through the surrounding hills of Judea and Jerusalem. He taught as one who had authority. He healed as one who had power. Here he is, born in Bethlehem, a carpenter who followed in the path of his earthly father. Uh, They knew he was a master. They knew he was a miracle worker. But now something different is happening. Now... He is being acknowledged and recognized as a king. He makes his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Those of you 
who have had an opportunity to go to Israel. And if you haven't, if we ever get a chance to go again, make sure you take that trip. Uh, you'll be able to see that gate where he made his entry into the old city of Jerusalem. Three things I want you to see very quickly, and then I'm going to get out the way. Number one, if you're going to make Jesus your king, you must give the Lord your person. You must commit to giving the Lord your person. The Bible says in Mark chapter 11, beginning at verse 1, now when they drew near to Jerusalem to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village in front of you and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever set. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing it or doing this? Say the Lord has need of it and will send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at a door outside in the street, and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? And they told him and told them what Jesus had said, and they let him go. Jesus took the road to Jerusalem that would have him arrive first at Bethany and then come to Bethpage, about two miles from Jerusalem. The elevation at this point would be about 2,600 feet. It's a beautiful picture that I actually had an opportunity to take of the holy city, this breathtaking view from the Mount of Olives. And as you look, you will see in the center of the picture that gold dome, the dome of the rock. And it was in that holy city that Jesus was about to make his triumphant entry. Um, the Bible says the Lord needed the beast so that his messianic prophetic role could be fulfilled that was found in Zechariah 9.9. He comes into the city, and, and the Bible says that something happens when Jesus gets there. But, but before we get to that point, let, let me just give somebody a word today. Uh, you have to make sure that you make a conscientious, intentional effort to make Jesus the king of your life. Now, now most of us, we don't like royalty. We, we don't like kings and, and queens. That's, that's not our thing. And if you do like them, you really like them because they belong to another country. See, our, our country was given birth to, in reaction to, and rejection of a monarchy. That's why that, that phrase, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is so much of our personal mantra in life. And we, we don't, we don't want to give uh, credence to, we don't want to be responsibility, uh, uh, be responsible to, we don't want to be subjugated to anybody. But my brothers and sisters, I want you to know everybody has somebody on the throne of their life. If it's not somebody, it's something that drives you, something that you're willing to live for, something that you're willing to die for. And as a believer, a person of faith, when everything else is lost, the question is, when you look to your throne, who is on the throne of your life? Listen to me. The disciples heard Jesus and they did what the Lord told them to do. They made themselves available to be used by God. 
Not only that, the owner of the donkey made himself available to be used. And for some of you to add insult to injury, the donkey made himself available to be used. Somebody in here needs to understand, if, if, if the disciple could make himself to, available to be used by God, if the owner of the animal could make himself available and his possession to be used by God, and if the animal could make himself to be made available to be used by God. Listen, if a jackass could make himself available to be used by God, why can't you? Why can't you present your person to God? And for somebody under the sound of my voice right now, listen, man, this, this pause that has been pressed on the world, some of you not working outside of your homes, some of you working at home, your families at home, your children at home, listen, this is a pause on life for you to stop and take inventory. And for those of you who have never had Jesus on the throne, to put him on the throne. And for those of you who have had him on the throne and he slipped off, to put him back on the throne of your life. You and I need to decide and commit to obeying Jesus no matter what. To make our person available to him. Look at John 14, beginning at verse 21. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my father will love them and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. God says, I not only want you to be involved in the church, but I want you to be committed to the kingdom program of God. Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 1, if you're able, read along with me. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. Here's the second thing. We're talking about how to make Jesus your king. Number two, you must give the Lord your possessions. Yeah. Text says not only give him your person, but give him your possessions. Verse 7, Mark chapter 11, and they brought the coat to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it and he sat on it and many spread their cloaks on the road and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. The young donkey hadn't been ridden by anyone and was presented to the Lord as a type of first fruits. But watch how the people responded. The Bible says they threw their garments over the colt. Jesus sat on the animal. They threw their garments on the ground on the road ahead of Jesus. They took their leafy branches, cut them off the trees, and put them on the road. And the question that you may ask is why did they respond that way? They responded that way because whenever a king was welcomed home, it was customary for people to lay their garments on the road and then add festal branches. It was customary, an acknowledgement that 
We submit and we celebrate. We submit to our king and we celebrate our king's victories. And here's what's interesting. This king Jesus that was coming into Jerusalem, this triumphant entry was not a military triumph. It was a spiritual triumph. See, there were those that still did not understand, even those who were with him. They do not have at that moment the foresight of hindsight. They do not have 2020 vision. They don't see him for who he really is. They're still hoping that he's going to mount an army to take over the government. They don't understand that he's trying to make a change and will make a change in the world. Listen carefully. Not from the outside out, but from the inside out. See, here's the problem for most of us. We've been living our lives from the outside in instead of the inside out. That, that's why we measure our self-worth by our net worth. That's why we determine how good we feel by how much we have and where we live and what we drive. And, and we're getting to a place now where if you don't have anything, folk are not feeling good about who they are because they haven't been living from the inside out. They haven't been living based on their identity in Jesus and the love that God has for them unconditionally, but based on what they have. And my brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you during this time of this pandemic, man, learn how to live your life, reconfigure your life, reprioritize your life, learning how to live from the inside out instead of from the outside in. Some folk are going crazy because they can't go like they used to go. And somebody said to me, he said, you know what, Pastor, the problem is they don't like the people they live with. I said, well, a bigger problem is some of them don't like themselves. So they can't stand to be alone with themselves, let alone somebody else, right? How do we live for God from the inside out? The text says we should give the Lord our possessions. Sounds simple, but isn't it a challenge to give God your possessions? Not, not just to be involved in the kingdom work, but to make an investment in the kingdom work. To, to, be, to be rooted and, and grounded and, and to have a part of the kingdom work so that you are tied to it. What, what are you willing to invest in the kingdom work? What are you willing to give to your king? And I'm telling you today, it starts with your person because you can't and you will not give him your possessions until you give him your person. But I promise you, if you start with your person and you move to your possessions, you will start moving from trying to function like an owner and start functioning like a steward. Look at Matthew 19, verse 21. Those of you who have your outlines, Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. You know, I've always read that passage and, and what has always struck me is the response of that, that rich ruler who walked away with his head down, dejected and sad because it was evident that the Lord asked from him more than he was willing to give to the Lord and 
but the sad part was everything he had came from the Lord, but he wasn't willing to give it to the Lord. And, and it's a real simple principle in life that you got to be careful not to be too rich for your own God, right? Too rich for your own God, not too rich for your own good, too rich for your own God. Because if you have more than you're willing to give, then you really have more than you should have. Because we should be willing to give everything we have to the Lord. Verse 33 of Luke chapter 14. So you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. Everything you own. Giving it over to the Lord. Here's the third and final thing. Number three, we're talking about how to make Jesus your king. Number three, you must give the Lord your praise. You must give the Lord your person. You must give the Lord your possessions. And number three, you must give the Lord your praise. Verse 9, and those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Yeah, the word Hosanna there means save we pray. Save, we pray. When, when it's shouted out, it means save now. And the word here seems to be more an utterance of praise than it is a prayer. This group who was surrounding Jesus, the Bible says they were in front of him and they were behind him. They were before him and they followed him. He was in the middle of this crowd making his triumphant entry and they were praising him. The New Living Translation puts it like this in verse 9. Jesus was in the center of the procession and the people all around him were shouting praise God blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord who were these that were shouting they were part of that Galilean crowd who were witnesses to his miracle working power they were witnesses to his ability to raise from the dead they were witnesses of his ability to give sight to the blind they were witnesses of all that God could do and here's the problem that I have with many in the body of Christ the problem is we are supposed to be witnesses of what God has done in our lives but we are conspicuously silent. We are conspicuously silent when it comes to giving God praise for what he has done. See, when we look at what the Lord has done and he has given us the victory of love over hatred, he has given us truth over error. He has given us life over death. He has given us right over wrong. The question is, what are you willing to give God to show him that he is your king? See, the truth of the matter is when you have a king, everything you has, have belongs to the king. And, and you won't say anything ill of the king. As a matter of fact, you're going to praise the king. You're not going to say anything mean about the king. Oh, no, you can't do that. That can cost you your life. But we have a loving king. We don't have a despot as a king. We have a loving king who watches over us. And so here's what I want to encourage you to do. 
During this time when we have been stripped down to our bare essentials, uh, we're trying to figure out how long this is going to be. We've been staying home, some of us for the last three weeks. I talked to one of our members. She sent me a text. Went to Davis, is in China. She's been teaching there for the last year and a half or so. And Winter has been teaching virtually her Chinese students English for nine weeks. She has been shut down, shut in, in a strange country for nine weeks. Nine weeks. We going crazy over just three weeks. Everybody's saying, man, it's going to be longer than shorter. Despite the aspirational thoughts of the president who said we'll be back to normal by Easter. Despite those who are putting economics above health, who want to see the economy come back, even if it costs this country tens of hundreds of thousands of lives. We're literally at a place and a point in history where we are being tested, where you are being tested about what really counts and what really matters in life. Will we use things and love people or will we love things and use people? Right? That's our choice. We're going to love people and use things or we're going to love things and use people. And I'd submit to you, the answer to that question is dependent upon who's on your throne. So I want to encourage you today, celebrate God being in your life. Celebrate the blessings that he's provided for you. Celebrate that despite the inconveniences that you are experiencing right now, celebrate the fact that those inconveniences for most of us are not life-threatening. Celebrate that you still have your life, health, and strength. You're still in your right mind. Celebrate that you still have a family to get on your nerves. <laughs> Celebrate that you still have a place to live and still have a job. And if you don't have a job, God's going to provide. God's going to make a way because he always have. And if he's done it before, he'll do it again. Because maybe what is happening is designed to reveal to you who your real king is. And more than who your real king is, maybe what you're going through is designed to show you who your real king should be. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, thank you for today. We bless you. We give you glory and honor. And we praise you. We praise you not just in our sanctuary, but we praise you in your mighty firmament. We praise you for your mighty acts. We praise you for your excellent greatness. We praise you with everything we have, and we praise you with all that we are. And I thank you, God, that you have reminded us today that you are to be the king over our lives. So help us to take this time to reset our lives so that you are on the throne. Help us to rebuild and reprioritize our lives in a way that our worship of you and our walk with you becomes our priority. That it's not secondhand or an afterthought, but it is a priority for us.
so that our lives would be ultimately pleasing in your sight. Help us, God, as we are stripped down from the things around us to reorient our lives so that we live from the inside out instead of from the outside in. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let everybody say amen. Amen. Wherever you are, say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Maybe today there's somebody who's listening. You're streaming with us. Or maybe today you're in the parking lot. You're listening via the telephone. And maybe today you want to say yes to Jesus. Uh, even in the midst of this pandemic, we've had people come to know the Lord, make a commitment to become part of our church family online and in person. If you're online and you're watching or you're streaming with us today, I want to encourage you as you download the app to let us know via the app or our website that you want to talk to somebody about Jesus. And we'll be glad to call you, uh, Zoom you, FaceTime you, Skype you, whatever it is, so that we can communicate with you the love of God in a more personal way. And if you're here and you want to ask Jesus Christ into your life, if you go to our website, you can find information and on our app on how to ask Jesus Christ into your life. And there are a number of ways that you can do it. Uh, four spiritual laws, the Roman road, the Johannine road. Uh, you'll find on our website the three circles. Um, but whatever method you use, it comes down to you asking Jesus Christ into your life. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship. It's not about you keeping rituals and routines and religious principles. It's about you coming to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Knowing that God loves you so much, he loves you where you are, but he loves you so much, he doesn't want to leave you there. He wants to make something beautiful out of your life, but he will not do it without your permission and without your participation. And my prayer is today that you would make that step to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Amen. Amen. We're going to prepare now to worship the Lord in giving. Um, those of you who are here in the parking lot, uh, if you have an envelope and you'd like to give in that way, you can. You can still give online. Grateful to God that some 85% of our giving is online. For those of you who are streaming with us, there are six ways that you can give to the Good Hope Church. And the majority of those ways are online, whether it's Cash App or Push Pay or GiveLify or Text to Give. Uh, you can give as the Lord leads you. If this church has been a blessing to you, uh, if you're part of this church family, I, I want you to know the ministry of the church, the kingdom work is still going on. Uh, there's been some controversy about whether or not churches should meet. And some have called it an act of faith or a lack of faith. If we don't meet in the four walls and we saw a pastor arrested over this past week because he had a service full of people and it was he was charged with reckless endangerment. 
Uh, I want you to hear me very carefully. Um, our faith is not determined by whether or not we come to a building. Uh, our faith is determined by our relationship, our walk, and our trust in God. And the truth of the matter is we're doing this service not for financial reasons. Um, you know, some people may say, well, you know, you just want to keep the doors of the church open for money. It man ain't got nothing to do with money. I just told you 85% of our giving comes online. I mean, we, we have worked hard. Good hope you know to be a smartphone church. And we've been doing that over the last several years. The reason I wanted to do this today, and I'm grateful to God, grateful for the sunshine. The reason I wanted to do it today, the reason we're going to do it next week for Resurrection Sunday is because, number one, I know it's not just your spiritual well-being. It's your mental and emotional well-being. And some of y'all have been in the house, boy, and you just need to get out of the house for something positive. Amen. Man, I was at the supermarket the other day, and I swear families were treating a trip to the supermarket like it was Astro World. I mean, they were on carts, man, and they laughing and playing and joking around. And I'm like, oh, my God. But you can tell, man, people are going stir crazy. They don't know what to do with this. But here's what we do know. If God is for us, he's more than the world against us. And if God is keeping us, we will be kept indeed. Amen. Amen. I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God. I, I don't know about you. There's nobody else we can trust. There's nobody else we can trust. Politicians, politicians are, are listening to the medical community, the medical community. You ask them a question, they say, we don't know. We, we don't know. We're still studying. We're still investigating. We, we have nowhere to put our trust but in God. That's what the old song said. I will trust in the Lord. Yes, sir. I'm going to put my trust and faith in God. I'm going to put my trust and faith in God. We're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. I want to thank our deacons, man, for being on the job, doing a tremendous job. Got to give a shout out to Deacon Tibbs, the lead servant of our deacons. And I want him to know that the deacons have done a tremendous job. Several of you who are at home, you came through on yesterday and picked up your communion packets, and we'll do that again next month. For those of you who are celebrating at home, get out your communion packets. For those of you who decided to do your own homemade communion and you got your grape juice and your matzo crackers or your saltines or you got your wine, whatever it is, man, make sure you get it together. Get your family together, and let's get ready to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. Now, I've got to tell you, this is so exciting for me, for us to be outside like this, for us to be able to distribute to other families who wanted to, to pick up their Lord's Supper packets for those who are making their own communion packets, because it really reminds me of the book of Acts. See, what many of us don't know is outside of the United States, uh, there, there are countries where Christians are not applauded for their faith, they're persecuted for their faith. And, and those communities, those vibrant worship communities, meet in houses. They meet in houses. They don't have big buildings. They don't have big budgets. They don't have big money. They meet in houses. And it reminds me of Acts, where they met from house to house. And families got together. You know, sometimes when we hear uh, pastors in particular will talk about small churches and they would say, well, they're family run. Well, that's the way the church was. Because families literally worshiped together 
and and the, the husbands, the fathers were the priests, prophets, and protectors of their home. When they were in their proper place, discipleship is supposed to take place in the home. The church gathering as a community supplements and supports what should be primarily done in the home. And so for those of you who are at home, man, I appreciate you so much. Thank God for you. And uh, we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Um, our deacons are going to distribute it to all of those in the parking lot who would like to participate in their cars. Those of you at home, let's get ready. And we're going to worship together. Father, we thank you and bless you for the opportunity to celebrate the Lord's Supper today. We pray now, God, that as we partake of the unleavened bread and the fruit of the vine, God, we pray that it will nourish our spirit, man, to continue to hold on and see what the end will be. Forgive us of our sins, God. Let nothing that we have done or said hinder us from obeying you and living a life pleasing to you. Where we have ought against another, help us to let it go right now in the name of Jesus. Where others have an ought against us. God, we ask for your forgiveness and for theirs as well. And where our prayers fall short, make up the difference. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. Come on, let's sing it together. The blood. The blood. back on Calvary. Somebody sing this verse. It soothes my doubts and it calms my fears. It yes, sir. My doubts and calms my fears. Come on, and it dries all of my tears. Sing that chorus together. It reaches to the highest mountain. It reaches to 
Come on, somebody who is down in the valley, you ought to shout right here. It flows. that he was betrayed Jesus took the bread and after he blessed it he broke it gave it to his disciples he said take eat this is my body which is given for you this do in remembrance of me let us eat and remember together amen Likewise, when supper was ended, he took the cup, the fruit of the vine, and after he blessed it, he poured it, gave it to his disciples. He said, take drink. This is my blood. This is the new covenant. The writer of Hebrews said, without the shedding of blood, there could be no remission of sins. The old hymn said, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as snow. No other fountain. I know nothing but the blood of Jesus. Let us drink and remember together. The Bible says when they finished, they sang a hymn and went into the Mount of Olives. We have no mount except the world in which we live. And we pray, God, as we leave this place, leave this gathering, those of you who are in your homes, those of you who are listening via telephone, wherever you are, anywhere in the world, we pray that until we come together again, you would be better witnesses and servants for the Lord. I want to encourage you as we get ready to go from this place, be careful. Uh, wear your mask. Uh, do everything that you can to stay healthy. Follow the physical distancing re uh, requests of the CDC. And wash your hands and do all of the things that you need to do. Uh, be prayerful. Be mindful of what God has instructed you to do. And we believe with all of our hearts that this too one day will pass. We may have more days in front of us than behind us. But we know with the help of God, we're going to make it through. Amen. Come on, somebody blow your horns if you agree with me. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to thank our deacons and our uh, church leaders for doing a tremendous job for our ministers. Got to give a special shout out for our uh, audiovisual team. Brother Travis Rucker, David Donaldson, and all of our camera people, our sound people, Edwin, MC, everybody. 
Uh, they did a great job. How many of y'all enjoyed worshiping your cars today? Come on, make some noise. Praise God. Yeah. And to our streaming audience, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you being here with us. And I hope and pray that you have been encouraged to go on just a little while longer. Again, let me remind you, download the church app. Download the app, I Am Hope. Download the I Am Hope app if you haven't gotten it already. You can follow us. We'll have devotionals that will be given each night for Holy Week. Uh, we'll have our noonday Bible study. You'll get notifications for everything that's going on Wednesday night. We're going to be celebrating our children. They're going to be doing their Easter program virtually, and we'll be able to watch that and celebrate that. Small groups, we're getting ready to get kicked back up again, and we want you to get started, and, and we'll show you how to do that virtually as well so we can stay connected. Remember, social distance is really more about physical distance, so we still want you to stay socially connected to your brothers and sisters. Check on somebody. If the Lord brings them to your mind, follow your first mind. Give them a call. Check on them. Let them know you haven't seen them. You've been thinking about them, praying for them, and we're going to get through this together. All right? Let's look to the Lord now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before his throne with exceeding great joy to the all-wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. In Jesus' name, let all of God's people say amen. Amen. Wave at somebody next to you. God bless you. We'll be in touch this week, all right? Amen. Follow the directions of our deacons so that you can get out of here expeditiously. Uh, there are three different ways out. And uh, keep on listening to K-Hope, K-H-O-P-E, 103.3 on the FM dial.